This is Trisha Lewis and this is Make It Real. In today's episode, we're going to look at productivity, but my guest, Louise, does not believe in you being more productive to do more, but in fact, just to balance things out better in your life. And she doesn't do template to-do list stuff. She knows that you're an individual. What she does have, however, are five very clear pillars of productivity and you will be inspired to go off and try these out after listening. So here we go. Quick introduction, this is Louise Miller. She describes herself on LinkedIn, calm, kind, clarity queen, get stuff done and create space for what you love, helping business owners find order in the chaos so they can take action on what's important. We had a chat about how to introduce her and decided it would be best if she just explained a little more about the stuff she does. So here we go. Okay, we're going to be very organised about this conversation because it's about being organised. So therefore, my guest and I have already agreed that we will stick to the time and we will be clear and concise. Uh, But of course, it's a conversation, so we don't totally know where it will lead. But I am absolutely delighted to have you there through my Zoom screen. Louise, hello. Hello, Tricia. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. It's, it's brilliant. And yet another wonder of LinkedIn, because we've just discovered each other, basically. And it's funny because I just asked Louise how she would describe herself in a couple of words. And she did what most, um, to be honest, most honest, most real people do. Let's Let's be honest about this, which is kind of look as if, oh, no, that's one of the worst questions you could ask. And I, I'm the same. I'm the same. So we sort of went with productivity mentor, but then Louise was going, yeah, but that's not, yeah, yeah. And I think right off the bat, listeners, you'll all resonate with that. You know, how do you say what you do, what you are, what you give, what you're about in a couple of words? So, so but, but do, do give us a little bit around it. Just think out loud, Louise. What, what the yeah. heck are you? <laughs> what am I? Existential crisis. No. <laughs> so I find it easier when I'm thinking about that question to think about the people that I work with and my clients. So basically everyone that I work with wants a business that's got all of the F's. So they want their business to flow and to function smoothly. They want it to be financially flourishing and fulfilling and fun. You know, they really want this space to be creative and to enjoy the life that they're creating for themselves that was the very reason they started their business in the first place but the trouble is those people are quite often struggling to hold everything in their heads on their own particularly when they're very creative they've got brilliant ideas coming out of their ears figuring out the detail isn't their happy place and it's very easy for them to get overwhelmed and unsure of themselves and unsure about what they're going to do next so what I do is help those people to kind of find order in that chaos So taking everything that's going on for them right now, all of their brilliant ideas, the stuff that might be on the back burner, the delivery that they need to do to make sure they're taking care of their clients. I help them to break all of that down so that it's really easy for them to take action on what's important. So I'm kind of with them at their side. Planning is a big part of what I do with people. Now, you see, you're immediately touching on some interesting little triggers for some of us. You've said creative people, you've said chaos, you've said planning you said order now if I was to say to you uh, that part of my brain has to work very hard in not coming up with an association that says 
if you plan and you're ordered and you're structured, you're boring, you're going to lose all your creative juices and, and, and you're just going to get bland and blended into a template. What would you say in response to that, Louise? Because I'm now on the psychologist's couch, by the way. <laughs> Well, the first thing I would say is that that's very normal. So lots of people feel that way. And the other thing that I kind of notice with some people when they come out of a very structured background, so a lot of people that I work with may have been in nine to five beforehand, like I was, and they come out of that and they really want that freedom that you're just talking about and that creativity and that spark. That's why they left what they were doing in the first place. And they don't want to just suddenly start conforming to this rigid, templated, one size fits all, do it like this and you'll be an overnight success. They don't want, well, they, they want the success, but they don't want to be that kind of put in a box in that way. And they do think it's going to lead them um, to feel like they're not creatively expressing themselves, I suppose, and not able to get all of their ideas out. But there's a bit of a paradox, I think, in that, because what I find with those people is that they go off having all of this lovely freedom and fun and creating and, and dreaming and having all of these amazing ideas that they then start and find it really difficult to finish because they're forever chasing that excited feeling um, of starting something new and all of those creative ideas. And actually, ultimately, that doesn't give them the freedom that they want really because they end up feeling really frustrated and overwhelmed by all of the things they want to be doing and they actually don't get to experience the fulfillment of seeing their amazing work out in the world because they're just flitting from one thing to the next constantly which on the one hand might feel really exciting and fabulous but on the other can be very frustrating from what I've seen you you put that you absolutely put that beautifully uh, that, that's absolutely brilliant and and i've learned it slowly and mm. and i've had to i've had to really work on that but you're but but absolutely i agree because the the flitting and the shiny new object syndrome and and all the rest of it can be incredibly frustrating you, you just get you get days where you're all excited and vibrant your energy's high and then you'll get days when you're really low because you think I'm not achieving anything um, and, and, and nobody knows what I do. Um, somebody once said to me something this was a while back and it really made me sit up and think. They said, um, gosh, yes, you're very productive, Tricia. But they said it with a sort of almost, I think the implicit next line was but a bit too productive um or you're very creative but a bit too creative and what they were really saying was we're not quite sure what you do you know um which is quite important when you've set up your own business yeah and that's such an important thing and again I see that there's a particular person I've got in mind now who I think she was doing that exact thing having all of these brilliant ideas and people were ending up really confused yeah. and just not quite sure and then they were not seeing her as a really solid trusted person because they kept looking like they were pivoting and going oh let's go over here and oh let's run over here yeah. and it can be really difficult to forge that relationship with people when that's what you're doing 
I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, good. So we've we've identified that. Now you've got this, and and you also just said there, and and we, um, I'd love to talk more about your entire life history. Um, and I know you did like arts and English lit at uni. Uh, you're um you're based there in Leicestershire, which we've already discovered. I'm a southerner and know nothing about. Um, so this is all lovely stuff about you. Um, and people will want to find out more about you. But one thing very relevant to this is of course as you just slipped into the conversation that you were in a, a nine to five kind of situation um for many years 15 years or whatever yeah. and you did have which is so common to so many people I know will be listening um this kind of burnout sense and as you said it was would have partly been driven by this sense of I'm not being me I'm not fulfilling or... yeah yeah there was an element of that definitely um and in a way I almost didn't have the space to be even thinking about that I knew that that was a thing underlying and always had been I never knew what I wanted to do when I grew up I could never answer that question as a child <laughs> and I still can't answer it now when someone says what do you do and my face pulls that <laughs> contorts in that way um but yeah for me it was more the sheer overwhelm of you know, I think like so many people, I bought into this whole idea that our self-worth is linked to our productivity and how much stuff we're getting done. Um, I was very good at my job. I was, um, I worked in various different kind of admin settings. So I've been um, PA to CEOs. I've been office manager, team leader, all of that kind of stuff. Um, constantly trying to keep up with the work that was flying at me. And what happened eventually back in 2015, I can remember so vividly this picture. I was sitting in my office, which had a beautiful view of a brick wall and there were emails flying at me constantly. My eyes were always just bloodshot because, you know, fluorescent lighting, no daylight, staring at a screen all day, just horrible. And I basically was sitting there feeling just utterly exhausted and overwhelmed. And I was like, I need a glass of water. So I stood up to walk to the kitchen to get this glass of water. And in that 15 paces, this question just kind of popped into my head, which was like, Louise, why are you always rushing to get everything done? And that came as a bit of a bolt out of the blue for me. And what that did was make me realize that I am never going to be done. Doesn't matter how efficient I am, how many hours I work, there is always going to be more to do. And that sounds really obvious saying it now, but at the time it was a massive light bulb moment for me. And that is kind of what planted the seed for me that there might be a different way of doing things. And so, you know, I started to get curious around that time about a different path. Um, I discovered the slow living movement, which we could have a whole other massive conversation about. Um, but, you know, it, that, that's what planted the seed for me. Unfortunately, I didn't act on it at that point. <laughs> so I stayed in my exhausting job. Um, until eventually, you know, a few months later, my body really started shouting at me. I had a full on meltdown just before a panel of examiners meeting. I was working in higher education at the time. I had a proper couldn't stop sobbing, sitting in an office, trying to pull myself together before taking minutes at this meeting that was going to last half a day. It was absolutely horrendous. And that was the thing for me that made me go, OK, now stop. So I did end up going to the doctors at that point, got signed off with work-related stress and anxiety, which was the best thing that could have happened because that then did give me that headspace that I said I didn't have a moment ago to kind of think, okay, what do I want to be doing? 
and what is it about this that doesn't feel right what have I got to offer and then that's what kind of started me on the journey to to what I'm doing now great beautifully told story and that will resonate I can't tell you how many people I've told I've spoken to have had that the it's the physical thing that's finally kicked them into this next place which of course ideally we kind of want not to leave it to that point um but you know we're, we're all human and uh, this is this in fact I was just listening to something about um a proposal you know for a four-day week and 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 in it and that, this has been talked about for years and in some countries they do it don't they and they mm. were talking but but the word productivity which you just mentioned came into the sentence so it was like you know 80 percent of the working time 100 percent of the productivity you know and it was this oh stop banging on about that sort of oh yeah and we've got to get 100 percent of the productivity how about you know one of those days is just doing nothing um and for us in our own lives you know I, I'm not that brilliant at doing nothing I, I it's it doesn't come very easily to me but I try and for, I mean my thing is walking okay I can walk walk around the block to, but even then I quite often listen to a podcast so in a way I'm not not doing nothing but for me to to even think if I sit down and read a book and let's face it 99% of the time it's going to be non-fiction and have a re, you know a resonance with work uh, because it's what I'm interested in I will still think oh I'm sitting down reading a book I'm not doing anything which is just ridiculous or sitting staring at um, I've got a couple of pigeons in the tree outside my window right now and I could just sit and stare at what they're doing um, for half an hour you know and it's lovely it's just a really fabulous feeling but we're so wired into this productivity guilt kind of circle aren't we we really are and I love that you've just shared that because what really I talk about this a lot when I, if I do, if I'm doing guest experts or any talks or anything like that, I talk a lot about the importance of rest and the importance of pausing and slowing down. And it kind of makes me sad that I sometimes need to frame it in this way in order for people to give themselves permission to do it. But doing what you've just described, looking at the pigeons out of the window and sitting and reading a book isn't being unproductive. That is going to help your productivity. And it kind of makes me sad that we, have to latch on to that to allow ourselves to do it because I would love that we can all just go I'm just going to do this because it's a nice thing to do and I want to enjoy my life so I'm going to sit and look at the pigeons but unfortunately that guilt that is so deeply ingrained in us will rear its ugly head so if we have to say to ourselves actually this is helping my brain it's going to allow me to return to the work that I love to do with renewed energy and renewed focus then so be it if that's what we have to tell ourselves um, because it's true you know, our brains cannot be processing constantly. You know, I, I'm going to get the, the science behind this wrong, but the, hang on, am I even going to attempt this? Let me give it a go. <laughs> Go on, do it live, you know, live. No, if there's live, any neuroscientist listening, <laughs> forgive me for butchering this. But you know, we've got this executive function of our brain that is what we're using when we're actively focusing on something. But a lot of the problem solving and the creative thinking, all of that happens usually when we're doing something else. So that looking out of the window is giving your brain the opportunity to do all of its little background processing that it does. 
which will then allow you to see things with more clarity and to come up with creative solutions to things that have been keeping you stuck. So I believe that we should be building that rest and that downtime into our working week rather than seeing it as something we need to earn. That is a treat that we get. If, if we've done this, then we can do that, you know. So I'm really glad you raised that. It's such an oh, important I, thing. I love that. Yeah, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. And of course, like with all mindsets, it's habit. It's habit and habit and breaking the sort of wiring and associations. I also am an amateur neuroscientist, by the way, <laughs> Louise. Um, so, <laughs> um, but yes, absolutely. And um, I want to, oh, oh, it's frustrating because there's so much I could dig into and we'd be here for three hours. But tell me about this thing. Um, you probably touched on it already, actually, in that conversation. The five pillars of compassionate, sustainable productivity. I like Ooh, pillars. Now. I like some pillars. Let's, <laughs> some let's put pillars. some pillars in. Yeah. yeah, let's go with some pillars. All right. So quite often, and the reason I don't, like the word productivity necessarily is because we immediately go to to-do lists time management scheduling and all of that which is all perfectly valid but in my opinion productivity doesn't start there that's one small part of it so I've kind of come up with these five pillars that I believe when we can get all five of these in place we're going to set it be setting ourselves up for greatness and really be able to get the important things done so the first pillar is your vision which might feel weird if we're talking about productivity but you know I've redefined productivity because I don't like thinking about it as cramming more in doing more in in doing more in less time I think that is just panic inducing and makes you feel all squished I prefer to think about productivity as getting what's important done efficiently so that you can create some space right and in order to get what's important done efficiently we need to know what's important and in order to know what's important, you need to be connected to what it is that you're trying to achieve. So your bigger vision, whether that's how you want your life to look, what you want to look like, what you want your business to look and feel like, um, the mission you have in terms of how you want to change the world, if you've got this real strong sense of purpose. And having clarity on that is the very first thing you need to do if you want to boost your productivity. And even just saying boost your productivity makes No, I know. <laughs> but <laughs> they come out, don't they? These phrases do come out. I, I have the same problem with words like authenticity and, you know, a sentence comes out and think, oh, I've just said that word. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. That makes complete sense to me. Right. Number yeah. two. So vision is number one. Number two is your, um, your goals. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at that vision and going, okay, well, what are the things I actually need to do and to be focusing on in order to make that vision a reality? And getting really clear on what those goals are, um, why they're important to you, making sure there's a really emotionally compelling reason as to why you want to move those goals forward, because that's what's going to keep you motivated. Um, and that also helps you keep an eye out for any shoulds that are creeping in around things. Well, everyone else is doing that, so I should probably be doing it because <laughs> that's not that's not um good when it comes to you know growing a business that's right for you no I frequently talk about avoiding the should traps so yeah totally on that one absolutely yeah got it so yeah. let's move on to number three number three and then these next three the order of these doesn't matter so much so I'm just going to go with the one that comes into my head first which is about um, awareness mm -hmm. so this is around I talk about awareness as being your, your productivity superpower. And this is around having an awareness about how you work best 
Um, again, so you're not just trying to follow a formula and someone else's way of doing things. So it's an awareness of how you work best, what you need around you in order to feel good and be able to focus. Um, having an awareness of how you're actually spending your time, your energy and your attention which are the three resources we all have available to us when it comes to getting things done and really paying attention to that. Because quite often, I don't know whether you've had this experience, you get to the end of the day and go, what on earth have I done today? Where did that day go? Yes. Yeah. So if we can kind of stretch and flex this muscle of awareness so that we're actually paying attention to where the time is going, you will start to see patterns. Um, maybe there is a distraction that you could do without <laughs> that you just don't notice because could you're not paying be something, attention could there be something like social media or something like that I don't know you know like a mobile phone or something like that that might just sort of be do you know I've just literally just listened to um I, I've already told you about a, a podcast I listened to called the hidden brain mm. and um there's an episode on it talking about interruptions and um focus and it's it there's even an experiment involving an electric shop but we won't go into that but yeah it's 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 a really fascinating topic um because because it's it's almost like we're in a fight all the time isn't it and the problem is if you're in fight mode that that isn't freeing you up to be in this receptive sort of um relaxed mode in which you are going to get more done and be happier about the process that you're going through um but yeah do you know what I mean you're almost setting up this fight and you I mustn't I mustn't get distracted um mm -hmm. which which is not a good place to be it's like it's like when you're a kid being told you mustn't or a teenager you know mm. you mustn't do that you mustn't go out with that ridiculous boy again oh, I am so going to, right, you know, so there's a sort of rebellious thing as well as the, or, or the January ridiculous idea, sorry, everybody, New Year's resolutions, you know, I mustn't eat chocolate for the whole of this month or whatever it is. It's, you're instantly in fight mode. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I think, you know, I use a word that I know you use a word, you use a lot as well, which is curiosity, right? So, with this awareness piece, quite often I'll say to my clients, I want them to kind of just really pay attention and maybe keep a log of how they're spending their time to build that awareness. But I would always say to them, do that with curiosity. Leave your judgment at the door. This is not about giving yourself a hard time, beating yourself up and judging yourself. It's about getting curious about what your patterns are so that if you choose to, you can change them. I love it. And I love it. Small, I love it. Small shifts. Yeah. Number four. Or, you know, uh, the, yeah, the, the other one. two. Yeah. yeah. Let's go with four. Um, and you've already touched on it. Habits. Habits is number four. So it, it kind of ties in with what we were just saying. It's about building those really good supportive habits that are going to set you up for um, fabulous things. And that, again, seems weird in the context of, of productivity, but sleep is a really important one and prioritizing sleep and habits you can create around that movement getting up and moving so that you're getting the blood flowing and you're not just sitting at your desk all day every day that's going to help you when it comes to getting things done um what else and it sounds daft but you know just things like keeping yourself hydrated <laughs> all of these really foundational habits that are 
On the surface, they have nothing to do with productivity, but actually they have everything to do with it because it's about taking care of yourself so that you can bring that focus and bring your very best to what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Completely with you on that. And, and the last one. Uh, the last one. So that is organization and planning. So this is the thing that people maybe expect me to spend all my time talking about, <laughs> but actually um, I don't. So this is about how are you relating to your to-do list? Is it supporting you and helping you to get things done? Or is it feeling like a stick you're going to beat yourself around the head with? Um, you know, how are you navigating your time? Um, how are you, yeah, how often are you planning? And what does that look like for you? And is that serving and supporting you? And getting all of that place, again, with the awareness of what works for you, rather than expecting to be able to go out there and just take something off a shelf and it's going to work for you. It, it, we always need to be able to be flexible, tweak these things so that they work for us and that they feel really good. Otherwise, it's never going to last and it won't be sustainable. We're individuals. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and so going with that, the planning pitfalls as you describe them just give us a give us a couple that I think listeners might resonate with or yeah. you know look out for yeah I think a big one again I have to think which one to go with so I think that planning quite often what people will do is they'll get themselves in a pickle they'll feel completely all over the place and they'll get a nice clean sheet of paper and they'll write themselves a list and they'll think there that's my planning done now I'm going to get all of this done by the end of you know by dinner time <laughs> and they skip the bit in the middle first of all they skip the bit in the middle about does all of this actually have to happen is it realistic could I delegate any of this there's a kind of whole reflection piece that can happen in the middle there that then allows you to just check whether all of that stuff is actually important and to think realistically about when and how you're going to get it done taking into account not just what's going on in your work but also what's going on outside of work because it's all one big there's one of you 24 hours in the day one pair of hands we can't separate out work and life and I know that's something else that you believe in as well they will impact on each other so that's another pitfall is people trying to keep them in two separate boxes I saw one person trying to move house at the same time as winning her first ever in-person live event and it hadn't even occurred to her that that might not end well <laughs> so um so there's that That's yeah and the other run. thing you know when we only plan when we're in this state of like ah, overwhelm it feels great for a minute and we get that energy that we've achieved something but actually all you've done is write it down on a piece of paper you still haven't actually done anything and it feels great for a minute but then the kind of cycle ends up repeating itself and you'll find yourself back in that state of overwhelm again and if you if you don't plan regularly so for me, you know, one of the bigger pitfalls is not allowing planning to be a part of the rhythm that you have in your business and in your life. So, for example, planning every month and making that a really consistent habit, coming back to the habits mm -hmm. <laughs> and part of the rhythm of what you're doing in your business. So that also you can check in with your vision again, check in with your aims again. Am I still on track? Um, and when people don't do that often enough, um, that's when we can again veer off in a wonky direction and then wonder how on earth we got there you know I love that I love that I love I love the words you use yeah they're very very after my own um uh thing with words um you use squishy um glad you didn't use squash because otherwise obviously I'd be coming after you for trademark um but no <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> 
Um, but wonky is a great one too. I love it. Um, oh yes, this is one of those topics which I could um, happily talk about. But with you, um, I could happily talk about it for a long time because because of the approach that you're taking and because you're not telling me to go and get a particular book with marked out sheets and columns on it. I'm not, obviously, there again, um, listeners, I'm not being mean about anybody who's doing that or who is producing those because one of the things, if you've been listening properly, is that Louise is saying you have to be aware of how you work best. It might just be that that is the absolute perfect way for you to do all this um but the point is it's not for all of us so you've got to do these these steps to to yeah i love it i love it love it right okay i said i'd be disciplined we're going to be disciplined louise so let's wrap up by is there a, number one is there anything that you want a burning to say that i haven't given you the opportunity to um no i don't think so i feel like we've covered quite a lot of ground together i've um yeah yeah hopefully giving people lots to think about absolutely yeah. and maybe I, you, you've got a, a workbook or something have you yes I book? have yeah it's um it's a powerful planning workbook um it's called from big idea to inspired action and what it isn't is what you just said about a list of columns and things to fill in you'll be very pleased to know because that would be embarrassing <laughs> after all that if that's what if that's what I created no so it's basically my planning process that um, allows you to just really get clear on your vision and your aims think about what your goals are and start to break all of that down um, in a way that will move you into action so it's very again flexible open process that okay. is there in this workbook for you if you would like it perfect well I'll put the link on the show notes um, fabulous Louise. yeah oh, that would be really good and meanwhile people wanting to connect with you would, would it be LinkedIn best yeah you come and find me on LinkedIn yeah absolutely excellent I'll put I'll put that link here as well but um, yeah do that everybody because this is real talk about about organization you know that's what this but podcast actual is human about. beings yes, yes. those non-robots hey! <laughs> yes. i love it i love it i love it i'm gonna let you get on um louise and uh, as i say I'm, I'm just kind of shutting myself up because i i want to talk about so many other things but you can always come back and that would be a delight so thank you ever so much um this has been really interesting oh thanks so much trisha it's been a joy thank you if you want to know when the next episode is out there every fortnight, sign up to my unsquash yourself email at trishalewis.com forward slash resources. You'll get curiosity feeders and unsquashing tips for your business and a couple of free guides when you sign up. I look forward to the next episode.